welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. I am, of course, your host, Marcus Nez. How are we all doing? I think I may be a little bit sick. I feel so not great that I actually pulled out one of them free COVID tests I got, that we all got. And I took it, and it showed up, no COVID, at least I think so. I, I, I googled the test results because maybe they're somewhere in the box. I think that there might have been a little pamphlet inside the box, but on the outside of the box, there's not a lot of instruction or explanation of anything. It just shows you shove this thing up your nose, swirl it in this little test tube, then dip this piece of paper in the test tube. It's gonna come up blue or red. What are the what are what do those colors mean? If I'll tell you. All right, cool. Love you, but uh, no COVID. Just don't feel great. And why I think I don't feel great is because, and I I wanna I don't have much to talk about in terms of games or shows or any of that jazz. Again, this episode. That is in part because y'all are aware of my situation or what I went through with my father. I've talked about it to some detail in the past, but I've not regurgitated it episode after episode. Though I am going to talk about it here to some degree. I'm not going to go into too much depth either because it's just... It's a it's a family matter. No Urkel. Did I do that? Uh, and whatnot. But my father suffered a severe stroke last year, and came home in I think mid December, and's been showing improvement. It's been gradual, but he's able to do a lot of stuff on his own. But he's still deals with confusion here and there and little things that are are, are, and difference in personality and and other slight changes here and there and you know it's it's gonna be a long journey to recovery a long road to recovery but this past weekend on Saturday he said he was feeling a little bit sick sneezing a lot but he was showing signs and symptoms of the way he was on the the day he had his stroke. So I was very concerned and I was very nervous and scared and much of the day I felt the same way I felt before but having gone through it, it was a bit more severe in my worry and concerns that he may die. I, I was like, oh God, if, if he has another one, what what does that mean? Is this something she's going to go through all the time? So Saturday ended up being a day where I just spent all of my time with him. Tried to keep him from getting too agitated 
kept asking him questions to make sure he wasn't getting more confused because he would forget Biden's name and its exactness. He kept forgetting the D in it. So it's like, oh, the president's isn't it's like Bean? Bean? B-I-E-N, right? That's how you spell it? And stuff like that. Um, and I was really, really scared. But he, he showed signs of improvement over the day through the night. I stayed with him until he went to sleep. And he was much better Sunday. But the, 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 the fear was still there. The scare was still there. And it's just, it's been rough since then. I had nightmares when he first got home from the hospital after the, the major stroke that were crippling in some ways for me. They went away and have been gone for at least a month or so at this point. However, it seems like they have returned after Saturday. Thank you very much. But he, he was feeling under the weather and I think I got what he was got, what he, what he was gotten, what he had, if he had anything. I'm assuming he had something because I feel like I have something. I took a COVID test, nothing again, but I do not feel great. And I was just right up on his ass all of Saturday, just staying right. I just laid in bed with him. But let's get going with all of this. Sunday sign nightmares, nightmares. Yeah, so those have returned. Which was, it was real fun. I went for a nap yesterday and woke up five or ten minutes later because I had a nightmare. In the nightmare, I was looking out one of my back windows at my garage. And in the peripheral, in my peripheral vision, I saw a car speeding up the driveway and it just kept going it did not stop or hesitate at all and drove right through the garage door I knew it was my father there there were when I woke up and started to think about it there were there were signs that it wasn't real the car itself was not my father's car it was a white car my father's car is dark gray but you know in, in dreams nightmares I don't know how they work how your brain works because I think there were other slight differences in the design of the garage, etc. But when I saw the car go through the, the the door, I immediately ran to the side door of my house to leave and see what was happening, who it was, etc. And saw my neighbors running up the driveway and then a car, an SUV, pull up some woman I'd did not recognize in any way who had a pretty banged up SUV presumably because my dad had run into her at some point and maybe he was driving home in a hit and run type of situation I wasn't sure I was very confused as to what was going on and, and scared and 
when I got outside and looked at the garage, I just saw my father at the back of him, motionless, leaning over, presumably unconscious, maybe dead. My assumption was, oh my God, my father's dead. And then I woke up thinking my father was dead. And when I woke up, of course I was in bed. So I, I clearly knew, well, what just happened didn't happen because I'm in bed right now, not outside. It's night, it's evening, not afternoon, early morning. It was very bright out. So when the nightmare happened, when it was occurring, was not the same time of day as it was when I woke up. So I knew, all right, it was just a nightmare. They returned. This sucks. However, I I hesitated a minute or so before I was willing to get out and check to see if my father was okay, to go look and see if he was okay. Because there was still that part of me that thought, what if it wasn't? What if, it, what if it did happen and then I just, I had to go lay down and I fell asleep and now I woke up later and I'm going to realize he's not here because he's dead. So it took me a few minutes or so to go check on him and he's fine. He's fine. But yeah, it's, it's. It's been a very difficult and trying time since last year when he had a stroke, when he was in the hospital, and since he's been home. His personality is different. There are these, there's just so many little things, and it, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard just living my life. <laughs> In addition to working on actual work, doing this stuff, creating content, etc. So I just wanted, I wanted to, to mention this and put all this out there because there is a part of me that, and certain people reassure me that this stuff is still enjoyable, that I am doing a good enough job, that whatever, whatever, etc., etc., blah, 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 blah. But there's a part of me that feels bad about the state of pixelated sausage, the content I've been putting out. I feel like this podcast hasn't been up to the standard I would like it to be. That attack the backlog may not. I, I feel like I am just letting my consumers down. That I'm letting all of you who enjoy watching and or listening to my stuff down. Because that's just the way I am. I'm very, very self-critical. As as we all know, thanks to the insight of one band name, Lit, it's no surprise to me I am my own worst enemy. Because every now and again, I kick the living shit out of me. Very, very smart words. Very, very smart words. But we are often our own worst critics, our most critical critics because we we can't it's hard for us to ever really objectively 
as best we can judge ourselves. And it's easy to compare ourselves to everyone else or, or, or do the, the thing that a lot of people do where I, with my bias morphia, part of it stems from watching movies and celebrities and, and seeing what these people who can focus on their appearance both physically and facially, etc., so many etc. as part of the job. All right. Well, that's enough about that. The Plex journey continues. I am close to being done with the TV shows. I can see the light, except the light at the end of the tunnel is going to, when I get there, it's going to have one final annoying the worst of the worst hurdle that I kind of regret at this point in that I decided a long time ago to save the quote-unquote worst for last. And I only assume it's going to be the worst because it is the largest series I have that I own. But it may very well be a set that is super easy and in order and, and very simple to complete but that is the supernatural set which is comprised of 15 or 16 seasons 300 plus episodes i believe so that'll that'll be potentially a nightmare the current king of the seasons is smallville i believe with its 10 seasons and 220 or so episodes but I am I'm getting there can't wait to be done with it everything's been a nightmare so that's that's exciting when I hit that point I, I feel like a celebration will be required will be deserved the hard drive is filling up I may, my hand may be forced to get that NAS sooner than later. We'll see. We'll see. But as far as what I've been watching, there hasn't been anything too exciting. I'm really starting to power through Voyager. And it's funny. Spoilers, I don't give a shit. It's not Tess. Tess is, that's The Last of Us. It's not NES, because that's the Nintendo Entertainment System. What the hell's her name? Bess? Les? Pess? Cass, 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 She recently had a bit of a, a makeover, going from her short hair to long hair. And I thought she looked awful with long hair. But lucky for me, they quickly killed her off. I think she was killed off in a, a, a grand gesture where she sacrificed herself through the ether, her fucking mind crap bullshit that helped propel the Voyager ship 10 years closer to home. I believe they said is, is how much time she saved them with her thing. 
and seemingly what they did was replace Kess with Seven of Nine, who was one of my dad's favorite characters when he watched the show for two obvious reasons. And so far, the series has become more interesting to me. Uh, Seven and I being a former Borg, whatever you'd call the Borg person. I, I don't know what you'd refer to the Borg. The Borg is boring. Probably why they're called the Borg, because it's close to boring, and they're pretty boring. So I'm glad she's getting a bit of a personality back, because... Watching her, ugh. but I, I did have the thought where I am now at the beginning of season four is Star Trek Voyager. One of the most extreme examples of you have to wait for it to get good. And in this case, you have to wait until season four. You have to, you have to get through about 75 or so episodes and then it really starts to get good. Trust me on it. Just, just, you know. Watch them 75 episodes. It's going to be bad. But then it's going to get good. Because if that is the case. One. Fuck this show. Two. That's hilarious. The. There have been a handful. Of. Solid episodes. Throughout the first three seasons. I don't remember if I mentioned it or not. But. My favorite. Episodes. So far, we're a pair, a duel, a, a part one and a tour, which I think every Star Trek series has done where they end up in contemporary Earth. So they're dealing with the culture that we were living in at the time of the series airing, etc. Can fuck, etc. Fuck, etc. But. They, they vary in how good they are or are not. They're usually kind of more so silly and just fun in how ridiculous it all is. However, the Voyager dual parter was really good. It was entertaining. It was fun, but it wasn't stupid. It wasn't super silly. It, it had a solid story that was fascinating good acting Sarah Silverman as a young bustling scientist it's where the doctor got his mobile transmitter that allows him to not rely solely on the holographic system or whatever so that was a big deal it was just a really well done surprisingly so story of being in uh, our world but that's the, the main thing in terms of what I've been watching. I've not watched the newest episode of The Last of Us yet. And uh, I'm pretty much done on any kind of movie rewatches or, or, or movie watches. There are a few movies I want to pick up to add to my collection. And yeah, my brain is just a bit of a brain extra brain fog this episode and of course you know again Saturday sickness I'm doing the best I can people 
I, I threw together and got some feedback on the Attack the Backlog, the future Attack the Backlog episode. Attack the Backlog episode for Animal Crossing. And solid feedback. So excited to finish up the Punisher episode and then get back to playing games for Attack the Backlog and working on stuff so that I can try and build up somewhat of a I have no reserve while well, I have the the Animal Crossing episode now. But the last episode, which was Slime Rancher. Yeah, I think. That uh was it. That was the last of my reserves. And it's crazy to think at one point I think I had I think at the absolute peak, 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 max, 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 I had 11 months worth of episodes in the can. So being here with none, again, Animal Crossing, and I'll, I'll have the Punisher. Crazy. Thank God I had that. It really allowed me the freedom, the ability to... It just, it was, oh, man. Man, oh, man. But I'd like to start building that up again. I'd like to start just getting on a good schedule in general. I don't even have to have a huge reserve. I'd like to be constantly working on new stuff, and I really want to potentially get around to trying some new shows getting back to the anime as well because that's that's a lot of what I've been watching is anime but I don't want to talk about that here I do want to save that for the eventual return of an anime only show which I'm not sure if it's going to be a regularly scheduled thing where it always comes out on Wednesdays or if it's just going to be a it comes out when it comes out and uh, every episode will be a, a focus episode where it's specifically about a singular show. So it'll, it'll just be my anime content masquerading as a specific show, as Animazingly Baka, but it's just going to be the, the title for any anime-related content. Not specifically, this is the Animazingly Baka show. It's just, if I'm talking about anime, we're going to call it Animazingly Baka because I just think that's a fun title. So yeah, that's where we are with all that. In terms of what I've been playing, all I tried out was Prison Tycoon under new management, which is, of course, a prison management game, a simulation game where you are building your own prison and managing the employees and all that jazz. However, and I'm playing this on Xbox. I was playing it on Xbox. I tried it out on Xbox. I have dabbled in simulation games on consoles here and there, which are always a tricky thing to do because with the input method using a gamepad over a mouse and keyboard, you have a lot of work to do to make it a not cumbersome experience. And with that, you also have to provide, I think, tutorials are varying in their importance and in cases where games would rather you figure things out on your own. I can understand that 
like with Souls games and whatnot. But with simulation games, that is the one genre. There might be others, but strategy games too. Sim strategy games. They both are the kind, especially on console, where your input method is putting you at a disadvantage. They need good tutorials. They need detailed tutorials. Tutorials that are borderline holding your hand that can be very long because you really need to understand all the systems right away, how everything works, how to interact with the UI in the most convenient, quick, easy way, and for it to feel as streamlined as possible, for it to feel like it was designed around the controller, and that you understand how everything works, and that you're not confused and wondering what you have to do. Maybe I missed something, but that was non-existent that is non-existent in Prison Tycoon under new management. I booted up the game, started a new prison. You get the option between five locations, which there weren't any descriptions as to what that entails. If it's just a visual thing, if it's just a bit of visual flavoring, or if it does affect the prison and how you have to go about choosing or, or making decisions I, I I don't know because it didn't say anything in that regard but when I started my new prison it gave me a few messages telling me how to move the camera how to zoom in and out how to rotate the camera and when that was understood the directions ceased and I had a few objectives to create a new building and a few other little things. But no no direction as to how I do... There was no explanation. No direction. How do I do that? How do I, how do I create a new building? Which menu do I go into? And I got to a, a, a create a building thing. Clicked it. Tried to create a building. It, it's, it wouldn't let me. And I was confused as well like I'm trying to make a building what what's going on because I already had a, a pre a, a small building already set up when I started the, the 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 map and I didn't realize what the building was was a whole they wanted me to create a whole brand new shell of a building so this is a building that I would then create rooms within so I had to create a large space for this building there was no explanation anywhere saying that's what I had to do and when I created the building then it was telling me to do these other things that weren't in the directions but I, I wasn't sure like, how, do, how do I do this you want do I need to connect this with wait and that immediately turned me off and I just stopped playing because I, I don't have the time to figure out your game for you if you're not going to be a party to the learning of your game and all the systems and how the UI works and, and all of that. It's not on me 
to do all the work for myself, especially in a game like this. These genres are ones in which I want and I think it should be an obligation to have at least a minimal amount of direction and tutorializing initially to get you at least aware of how everything works and then they can rip the band-aid off and it also is a case of with tutorials in general with a game and, and a design being made to have you figure things out on your own or not the less a game explains itself and wants you to just figure things out on your own then there has to be some kind of hook that makes you willing to put in that effort whether it be the setting the theme the type of game the genre that is in a simulation game for instance something like the jurassic world evolution games could have that theme that setting that drive you i don't know how the tutorials are in that game how the, the initial setup and everything is but if they're very limited and you have to figure it out uh, on your own you may be willing to do so because the idea of having your own dinosaur park is so compelling and worth the the investment that you take the time to figure things out uh, even though the game doesn't do a good job of doing it itself you are willing to put in the work and effort because you you want to explore that game this this prison tycoon doesn't have that i mean I, i've played other prison simulation games and there was nothing seemingly special about this one that made me want to put in that investment so i would recommend not checking out under new management at least on xbox it's also available on pc it came out in 2021 on pc funny thing too i saw it on gog.com and it has three reviews and one of them is from someone who is a verified purchaser and they seem to enjoy it so good for them i'm happy they are they're enjoying it but the other two are from people who haven't played the game one of them gave it one star because they're they're just so ugh. i can't believe we have a game that is glorifying the prison system and abusing and taking advantage of prisoners for your own personal gain oh my it's so american you wouldn't make anything like this in america and then you have a five-star review that says i did i play this game no do i own this game no but you know what i'm sick of this social justice warrior bullshit so i'm here to counteract that review score i'm just like <laughs> this game has brought out these two polar opposite like it's just why this game no, who, who what wow nobody even knows this game exists probably you find a different platform for your politics people just a bit funny i also i guess it's because they they worry that maybe 
stuff won't get reviewed otherwise. But in my opinion, only verified purchasers, verified owners should be able to review products on various storefronts. I don't think you should be able to review a game on Steam if you don't own it, if it's on your inventory, uh, in your library. And the same for all other systems. Sure, you may own the game on PlayStation, and it's on all... Well, guess what? Review it on PlayStation, then. You own it on Switch? Review it on Switch. Can't I, I don't know. I don't think you can write written reviews on Switch or PlayStation. You can on Xbox... But I don't know about the other consoles. But regardless, if you can or cannot, review the, the product on the platform you own it on. And if you don't own it on any platform, don't review it. And you shouldn't be allowed to. So that's where I fall on that. But that's it in terms of what I've been playing. As uh, I... I don't know if I... I made it clear or whatever the the top of like obviously saturday kind of just put a a, a threw a brick in my face in terms of working on content and playing games or doing much of anything because i was just so concerned and i'm still a bit in that worry state so it's hard focusing on any of that kind of stuff but yeah, he's he's much better now, and hopefully that remains the same. That holds true. But uh, that'll do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Uh, I am, of course, once once again, I am Marcus Nez, your host with the most. Nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. No jokes here. But uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to find all my links of import, you can do so over at PXSausage.com. That'll get you everywhere you want to go to find content from yours truly. Speaking of said content, if you enjoy it and any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to Patreon.com slash PXS to support me and my nonsense. That link is in the links of linkages. My favorite, my favorite writer-director, Richard Linkager, maker of the before movies. Oh, yeah. But by supporting me via Patreon, you, you help make this stuff happen. And the more support I get, the more content I can focus on, the more time I can devote to all this. And in addition to all that, if you support at the $3 higher tier, you can ask... <gasps> oh, oh my God, my mouth still hurts. Uh, I just remember there's a Patreon question from Lunchbox. He asked... Let's just get to this. He asked what my favorite ice cream treat was, I believe. And... I haven't had ice cream in over a decade, excluding 40-calorie fudgicles and the 97% fat-free ice cream sandwiches from Walmart, which I don't count either, really, because of their diet, quote-unquote diet nature. So they're not real. But 
And I, and I mentioned that because in some cases, I, I think, for instance, Klondike bars, which are, are one of the things I love, Live and Large has said that the recipe has changed and they're not the same. But as far as ice cream treats go, I adore Klondike bars. I did. The texture of the ice cream is just, it is one of a kind and great. And I, I, I love the hard chocolate shell. Dipping dots are super neat and yes, a novelty, but they also taste really good, except for the banana split. That flavor fucking sucks. It is one of the worst artificial banana flavorings in any treat. Banana, artificial banana flavor is usually crap. The banana split, dipping dots, awful. Never have those. All the other ones great. But I, I love those. I am a big fan of ice cream sandwiches in general. I think those are just really solid. And then my actual number one. Well, my actual number one is, and, and the, the equivalent at any other kind of fast food place or whatever, uh, is the, the Dairy Queen Blizzard, which is just a really thick shake with some kind of treat mixed in, whether it's pieces of Reese's Pieces or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, cookie dough, Oreos, etc. I think the, the Peanut Butter Cups were always my go-to. I haven't had uh, one in forever because, of course, it's super unhealthy, super high in calories, just super bad for you. But if I didn't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff, that would be my go-to. However, this is the, the caveat. If we are accepting hybrid treats, then I would probably put above that even. Uh, do they call this a la mode or whatever? But you give me a warm piece of... Crumble top apple pie and then a scoop or two of vanilla ice cream on the side. That I, I'm a huge fan of those types of contrasts. I am a big fan of sweet and salty together. So, oh God, yes, give that to me. <gasps> Just thinking about it is making my mouth water. But, uh, yeah. If you, if you back Patreon, $3 or higher, you can ask questions like that that I may r r forget to, to answer on the show until I talk about Patreon. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a part of the whole thing. Because I'm freaking, my throat hurts. I'm warm. I'm tired. And I am ready to end this here show. So that will do it for this here episode as I've already stated as always thank you for watching or listening I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day so for now adios arrivederci bye Go time.